Well, hi, everyone. I'm Mark Stenson, and you found the podcast Unlocking Your World of Creativity. And if there were a way for you to think more creatively, break down barriers to that creativity in order to really have more fun and adventure with your creative work, you probably want to know about that. And that's what this podcast is all about. And my guest today is Doug Sands, and we're going to take a really interesting look at what we do get blocked in our creativity, how that comes about, and some tips and techniques and, and a very interesting process and method to overcome those blocks. Doug, it's just so great to have you on the program. Welcome. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Unlocking your world of creativity with Mark Stinson. Copyright Do Hazarik Keys. We created a special offer just for listeners of the podcast. You can get our book, A World of Creativity. Paperback is at a special price of $5.98, and the Kindle version is only $0.99. Cents. Go to my website, mark-stinson.com. The book is featured on the homepage. You can click it and go to Amazon, mark-stinson.com, and enjoy the book. My guest today is Doug Sands. Doug is a hypnotist. He's an adventurer. He's a mental health advocate. And when you put all three of those things together, the way they overlap is, is quite unique. So he's an adventurer in and of himself, loves hiking, climbing, skiing, and you know all the things that we'd all like to do. And someday we'll be able to travel more freely <laughs> to do those in faraway places. Doug and I are talking from his home in Santa Fe, New Mexico, and lots of outdoor adventures over there, huh, Doug? Absolutely. Beautiful. Any direction you go, it's just all over the place, hiking and climbing. So Doug, I thought as we jumped into this topic of you know creativity and obstacles and barriers and blocks, as a hypnotist, People come to you and they say, I'd really like to overcome these. I'd like to un unlock my own world. How do they describe what it is that they feel is stopping them? A lot of the times they say there's an issue in their past that they're trying to overcome, or there's just this mental block that they can't get over no matter what they try. Like as soon as they as soon as they start a project, they just get hamstrung by this, these negative beliefs and these negative emotions. And sometimes they come in and they simply don't know what's, you know, what's stopping them from doing these things. Those are really great cases for hypnosis because a lot of the times we don't know exactly what it is that's blocking our creativity. A lot of times it's a memory or something from our past that might be triggering that response, that coping mechanism that's blocking us from actually doing that because our brain at all times is trying to keep us safe. And in hypnosis, you are simply showing your brain that it's okay to take a little risk and open yourself up to this creative process. And do they come right out and say, I have a creative idea, but I feel blocked? Or is it more nondescript? It's like, I just don't know what's going on. I feel a sort of general either fear or anxiety about what I'm working on. How specific some, do people articulate that? Yeah. Some are very specific. Some are very in tune with their own issue, but many come to me who it's kind of like a roundabout process, finding out exactly what it is they, they're, they're dealing with. They come to me for, I don't know, they want to be more confident. And then we, we dive into it and then we start unpacking things and realizing, well, there's this and there's this and there's this, and there's three separate issues within this. It's all about building that trust and building that communication with a client to have that deep conversation about what is it you're actually here to work on. 
And what about the people who say, you know, I, I quote unquote, used to be more creative, but something has happened. I mean, there's almost like a, a change that they have felt. Oh, absolutely. What I love so much about the work that I do is that it's based on the idea, as long as you've had a resource at any time in your life, you can still access that resource given the right states. And if at any time you've been creative in your life and you've been in that resourceful state, your brain knows how it still has that mental map. All we have to do then is to remove the roadblocks that are stopping you from getting to that place. And one of the most amazing things when people come to me like that is they are ready to make that change. They know that they they've got that target state already. They know how creative they used to be. And they're like, I want to be that way again. And so when a person is ready to make the change, the change is very easy to do as long as you have the right tools. It's all about getting a person to that willingness to make that change and really implement the changes in their own life. So you're saying the the seed of the creativity has been in there. It is in there. (laughs) And uh, we just need to get through the other stuff to get to it. And is that what... Is that what hypnosis does then? Yes. It's all about taking the skills that you already have and making them better because all of us in our, you know, in our course of our lives, we've explored these different skills, no matter what they are, whether it's um, speaking or writing or doing another creative pursuit. And regardless of how good we were at that time, we still have a foundation for that. Hypnosis simply helps you do it better and it helps you remove those roadblocks along the way. And what is that process? And I guess I don't mean, you know, the hypnotic process because people may be driving and operating (laughs) heavy machinery right now. So I don't want to put anybody in a state, but you know, what's happening in, in your body, in your brain to either get through that mire, you know, or to break through some of those old thoughts. Yeah. I usually look at the brainwave patterns behind hypnosis. And for anyone who's done meditation or guided meditation, they're actually very similar. So when a person is going into hypnosis, their brainwaves are slowing down. They're going from our waking state, which is beta, that frequency, and it's dropping through alpha to theta, which is just above the sleep state. And that's kind of why people look like they're sleeping in hypnosis. But when you're in hypnosis, you are aware of every single thing a hypnotist is saying. That's kind of why you're in hypnosis. If you didn't focus on it, you wouldn't be in hypnosis in the first place. But in that actual process, we are working with a person's memory and their image, their identity of themselves. And so there's two kind of main camps you can look at in change work in hypnosis. There's the idea of um, changing past memories, and there's the idea of building in new resources for the future. And most times uh, a hypnosis session does both. But every single time we access a memory, either in hypnosis or just in daily life, we're physically changing the protein structures that build that memory inside our brain. And so in this setting, if we're working with creativity, let's say we have someone coming in for um, a mental block, like they used to write when they were a kid and they loved it. But ever since they became an adult, it's just a chore and they um, stop themselves after they've written some, you know, 500 words or something. We could go back and look at exactly the, the memory or the series of memories that 
caused that belief to settle into place. You know, that belief of writing isn't worthwhile or I'm not a worthwhile enough writer. And by changing that memory, you change every single other coping mechanism and response that the brain has to that. And that's one of the amazing things about changing such a foundational memory is that we've built up these mechanisms over years to respond and to kind of protect ourselves from our own negative beliefs. And when you literally remove the foundation of those negative beliefs, they just start to crumble on their own. So that's one way. The other way I really like to do creativity and change work with people is to change at the identity level and build in new resources for the future. So if someone doesn't really feel they have that, that big creative history to build off of and to return to, I would typically start them with changing their identity level because when you change your identity level, everything else changes. It's like if you, if one day you consider yourself an overweight person and then the next month you identify as a fit person, the habits, the motivations, the beliefs that are behind that are going to ripple down throughout the rest of your life. It's the same way as identifying as a creative person. If you identify as a creative person, that's very different from identifying as someone who wants to create but doesn't. And so when you change that and you build in resources for the future, they are more able to establish better habits for their own future and their own creative success. Wow. You've really changed my perception of a couple of things about hypnosis. You know, I always viewed it as, I guess, dropping the, the barriers, dropping the resistance so you, you could access some new thoughts. But I never really considered it as laying down new thoughts or laying down new pathways to thinking. And that's a very interesting angle. Absolutely. The brain is incredibly, it's incredibly fast. Let's say it that way. It learns very rapidly and it can build in new resources very quickly. If anyone has ever done visualization techniques, like visualizing something positive in the future, that's at its essence, a very basic hypnosis technique. And that's kind of what we're doing. Like we don't have to, we don't have to have the exact resource that we're trying to build in yet because our brain can map across um, the basics of what we've learned from other skills to build that at least the foundational level, and then you grow through it. Mm -hmm. Maybe I guess the more we appreciate this neuroplasticity of the brain, we do appreciate now that it can be rewired. And maybe hypnosis is a tool and technique that could contribute to that, huh? Oh, absolutely. I personally believe that hypnosis is the fastest way that we learn anything. And we're doing it all the time. It's something that's completely natural. If you've ever seen a, a school child who who zones out, who stares out the window, who stares blank face at the blackboard or the whiteboard, whatever it is, their brains are putting them in a slight trance while they are, um, while they are basically integrating the information. I experienced this all the time when I was going through high school and college. I didn't know what it was at the time, but I would be listening to a lecture and then I would have that moment. My mind just kind of phased out for a second and my eyes went blank. And then it was like something clicked. And then I came back to the room and I caught up with the lecture, but your brain is integrating what you've learned in that moment. And that brief moment of trance is, is it, it's, it's hypnosis. Mm -hmm. And by using it intentionally, you can really take charge of that neuroplasticity and direct it in a way that you want to go. 
That's interesting because little Johnny looking out the window, it's like you're not paying attention, but really they're processing. Absolutely. And so it's a, it's a learning technique, not a distraction. Absolutely. So interesting. Going back to the, uh, the travel and adventure, how are you using hypnosis to reduce the fear or increase the openness to these new adventures? Yeah. Hypnosis is excellent at working with fears and anxiety. I mean, that's one of the, it's one of the oldest and most well-known uses for hypnosis, especially like phobias. But specifically, I work with anxiety and I work with adventurers and travelers and people who are looking to really step into the lead role, that driver's seat of their life. And when working with anxiety, it's all about if they've got, you know, the negative emotions and the negative memories that we talked about, it's about removing those and then creating a safe place in their mind and a safe identity that they can return to and then building that out to different parts of their life, whether that's their creative adventures, whether that's their traveling and adventuring outdoors or to a new city and to a new country around the world. So this idea that I want to maybe overcome some fears of hiking or mountain climbing or you know whatever the case is, does that also then feed back to the creativity? In other words, the more open I am to adventure, maybe the more open I am to new ideas as well? Oh gosh, yes. I, I am always amazed at the crossover that clients see from the work that we do. To give you an example, um, there, there was a mountain biker who came to me. He was a businessman out of California who did a lot of mountain biking in Utah and Idaho and all over the American West. And he had this accident. He hit a rock and went over the handlebars. And he came to me with the initial issue of wanting to get back on the bike. He had that fear. And um, as many times, it's, it's deeper than that. And so when we went into hypnosis, I asked him exactly, you know, is that the issue that we're here to work on? And his unconscious said no. And so we dug a little deeper and he had a, a childhood memory of falling off a bike because a training wheel came loose. And once we changed that at the foundational level, everything else, you know, rippled down. And he contacted me a few weeks after the session and so many other things that changed as well. He was feeling more adventurous in his business, more um, open to making the big changes that he wasn't, he knew he needed to make, but he wasn't quite ready to make. And he'd been talking about writing a blog. He'd been you know, putting it off for five or six years. And he said, I think this is finally the time I'm going to do it. And he's been getting started in, and he's been sending me regular updates on it. That's so good. You're right. The, the cross creative pathways, you know, what you might do in your uh, off time, certainly help your work time. Yeah. What should people expect from the process? So I typically, at the very start, I recommend people come in for a, at least a two session program, because yes, you can make amazing changes in a single session, but it's, it's not very, it's very rapid and very inelegant. Let's say it that way. Like imagine you were building a house and to first build that house, you had to tear down a different house, tear up the foundation and then put it up. You could do that in like a day or that 90 minute session, but it probably won't be very good. You'd be knocking it down very quickly and kind of unsafely. And then um, your house wouldn't be very strong. So I typically recommend those two sessions. And then when they come into the, for the first session, it's, the first 15 minutes, we talk about the misconceptions that they might have about hypnosis and what it actually is, the science behind it. And then we go into establishing exactly what it is they want to work on. And we define it 
in their own terms, exactly in their own terms, so that when we give those suggestions later on in the hypnosis, their mind has already agreed with it. And so they're much more likely to stick. And then the rest of the session is a hypnosis session where I'm bringing people down to that theta state, that really creative state of our minds and giving them those suggestions, helping them change memories, build new habits and those kind of things. We bring them out. And then the last five to 10 minutes are typically a secondary hypnosis session where I'm checking to make sure these changes are actually going to stick with the person. It's not just you know anchored to the change room or therapy room. And hypnosis, what it feels like, if anyone's experienced a guided meditation or a solo meditation that went really deep, it feels like that. And if you've never done that, if you've ever had that moment right before you fall asleep where you get a sudden burst of creativity, a great idea that either you have to get up and write it down or you're going to lose it, that's exactly what hypnosis feels like because you're passing through that theta frequency on your way to sleep. Mm-hmm. Well, Doug, this is all very fascinating. I, I think it's something that people are going to be interested in. So in a minute, I'll ask you where we can connect with you. But I'm also interested, Doug, in your own personal journey and personal experience with hypnosis, but also with things like you were talking about meditation, uh, whether it's guided or mindfulness and things like that. What are your own practices and your own experiences with that? I came to meditation and hypnosis kind of a very roundabout way. I did not want to be a hypnotist. Like it wasn't my first career choice. I first wanted to be a- (laughs) You didn't say when I grow up, I'll be a hypnotist. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) I thought I was going to be a fiction author. And for a while I put that on the back burner, but now it's starting to come back into my life as I'm you know, releasing a lot of these things with hypnosis. But it took um, a very serious hike in New Hampshire that really opened me up to exploring new ways of managing my own, my emotions. And that's when I discovered meditation. And I was hooked from the moment I started. I mean, it was the first few months were kind of rough, but I got into it and I felt such profound changes at a deep level that I continued on. And it's now a regular part of my everyday life. And hypnosis, hypnosis came about because I was researching the kind of the science behind meditation and I learned the link between the two. And so when I learned about that, I found out the, some basic methods of hypnosis, like the rudimentary tools of it. And when I saw just how powerful those were in my own life, I knew that I had to get certified. And so now meditation and self-hypnosis are some of the most powerful tools that I use almost daily to manage my own, you know, negative emotions, but also to strive towards bigger, more creative, more creative goals. It's interesting. You mentioned just negative emotions. You know, it doesn't have to be a full on creative block. You're just saying that you know, hey, I'm not approaching this in a very positive or a very productive way. Absolutely. It doesn't have to be, as you said, something that just shuts us down completely. I mean, in my own experience, I had absolutely great days of writing. And there were days when I felt all right about writing, but I was not quite in that state of mind. And hypnosis is excellent for getting you in that state of mind, that flow zone. Um, and we, in hypnosis, we can build in anchors that you can, that you can repeat to get to that state. I know a lot of writers will only write when they're wearing their specific writer's hats, like a physical <laughs> hat on their head, or they'll only write in, their, in that one chair or at that one time of day. 
And those are anchors and you can build those in very effectively and very easily with hypnosis. And it sounds like this theme that's running through a lot of what you're saying is also when you quiet your mind to get rid of some of those old thoughts or those bad emotions or what have you, you know, even in like a sensory deprivation floating pod, then the creativity can come out. Oh, absolutely. It's all about in, in meditation, there's this idea of the monkey mind and the mind shatter. Mm-hmm. And as you quiet that, that part of you that's constantly thinking, constantly throwing out new ideas, you have that space to allow those creative ideas to really bubble up. Counterintuitively here, we're talking about using hypnosis to overcome fears, but there may be people who have fear of hypnosis. Uh, <laughs> what, what expectations, I guess, first of all, I think we all understand now that it has to be a willing recipient, right? That nobody's going to walk by and hypnotize you without your approval. Yes. One of the biggest misconceptions I always get is people ask if hypnosis is mind control. And they've seen the, the comedy shows of someone doing ridiculous things on stage. And whenever someone brings up that idea, I always remind them that person volunteered to be on that stage. They knew they were probably going to do some ridiculous things. And so they were willing to do those ridiculous things. When you're working with someone in hypnosis, you're working with their unconscious mind. And that part of you, it's one goal is to keep you safe. And by extension of that, keep you happy. And if you violate that trust, with that part of your mind, it's going to bring you out of trance. I give the example of highway hypnosis. Uh, We go into this state of trance where we're, I don't know, singing along to the radio and we're not really thinking about driving, but our brain is keeping us safe by managing all these hundreds of thousands of input information, whether it's the speed of our car or other cars or the traffic lights or the signs that we don't actively see. If at any time, in that highway hypnosis, something happens that it's not going to keep you safe. It's going to snap you back to reality. We've all had that moment of nearly hitting something or and stepping on the brakes really rapidly. It's the same way with hypnosis. If someone gives you a negative suggestion or attempts to put you in hypnosis when you don't want to be in hypnosis, you're not going to go into hypnosis. I had a, a friend who actually tested this with some volunteers They gave them four positive suggestions and one mildly negative suggestion. Like, I think it was, you'll give me $5 after the session. Every single time the person's mind either completely ignored that statement and just blocked it out completely, or it brought them out of trance because they had broken that trust and the person no longer felt safe. And their mind said, it's time to wake up. It's time to be alert to protect yourself. Well, Doug, what a, what a great conversation. I've learned a lot in just this brief time. And plus, I think I've rethought the technique of hypnosis as it relates to even meditation, mindfulness, other ways to relax and quiet the mind, all ways to unlock more of our creativity. So I appreciate that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So I know people are going to want to know more. Where can we connect with you and uh, learn more about what you do? Yeah. My main website is anywherehypnosis.com. And that's where people can learn about my actual practice. Uh, If someone wants to learn more about hypnosis and has perhaps never done it before, I'd send them to my Instagram page because I've got a free hypnotic test drive there. Every single Friday, I'm giving out a new hypnosis session on different issues. And my handle is at making your meaning. And there's one other thing that your audience might really like. I've got a group session called the Intro to Self-Hypnosis. This is all about what we can do to 
get ourselves into those creative states to use hypnosis in our own ways. This is something that's going to be repeating. So just check my website for the most current dates of that. Oh, fantastic. Well, we'll definitely go to your website. We'll follow you on Instagram and we'll look forward to that program. That's fantastic. Well, my guest has been Doug Sands, just a, a great creative adventurer in his own right, but also a hypnotist and somebody who can break down a lot of these mental blocks that we have. And furthermore, teach us these techniques and methods that sometimes we could apply in our own life, in our own way. Thanks again, Doug. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. And listeners, come back again for the next episode of Unlocking Your World of Creativity, where we'll talk with another leading expert from somewhere around the world about your creative talent, whatever field that you're in, and how to increase your inspirational thinking and learn from these experts' experiences and learn these techniques and tools and methods to organize your ideas. But most of all, I think we're focused on making connections and creating opportunities to help get your work out into the world, if that's your goal. So thanks again for listening. I'm Mark Stenson for Unlocking Your World of Creativity, and we'll see you next time. Unlocking Your World of Creativity with Mark Stinson. Copyright 2021.